You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. Anybody know who Willie Lynch was? Anybody? Raise your hand. He was a vicious slave owner in the West Indies. The slave masters in the colony of Virginia were having trouble controlling their slaves, so they sent for Mr. Lynch to teach them his methods. Keep the slave physically strong, but psychologically weak and dependent on the slave master. Keep the body, take the mind. I and every other professor on this campus are here to help you to find, take back, and keep your righteous mind. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with co-host from the Queens of Intellect, Deja Robinson, also co-host of Locked and Loaded. Welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Thank you, Queen, for being back in the saddle with me this morning I'm very excited about this morning's show and admittedly a little nervous. I've been doing this show for six years and I don't get too nervous, <laughs> but this is, you know, we, we ask the questions America's afraid to ask. McQueen, thank you for being with me. If you will, tell Thanks for having seasons, me. You know, again, yeah, tell the two seasons a little bit about yourself. Again, i like to let them know you are part of the Queens of Intellect, kind of keep me in line. I'm probably going to need that this morning after some of the stuff I'm going to be saying. But with that said, give them a little <laughs> bit of your background, Queen. Um, I'm the Asia Robinson. Um, I'm part of the podcast Locked and Loaded, which falls under the umbrella of Kitty Pink Radio. Um, we also do a show called Coffee with Kitty um, that comes on at, on Fridays at 9 a.m. and Locked and Loaded every Tuesday at um, at 6 p.m., and um, I'm also doing a spinoff show of my own called Death of the Asia, where um, people send anonymous questions, and I go in and give my um, unbiased opinion on it and uh, with a little splash of humor mixed with it. So y'all can check me out on all of your streaming platforms. No, absolutely. You know, I love Locked and Loaded and looking forward to your uh, desk of the Asian. Looking forward to that that new uh, show, if you will. And so I uh, definitely will be checking you out. Definitely recommend. And I think when people, you know, kind of hear your mindset and how you think today, they'll have reason to follow you. Uh, but without further ado, we have a returning guest, yeah, Sasa Ekpo. Uh, thank you, King, for being on this morning. Again, you've been on the show. And I quite often dub you when we get into, in a sense, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily a relationship show, if you will, but any time that we're trying to figure out uh, the dynamics of our relationship, specifically between, if you will, the black man and the black woman, quite often I dub you. So, so, you know, I thank you for setting aside some time to return to the show. And if you will, say hello to all the truth seekers, hello to the Asia, and give a little bit of your background as well, King. Oh, I'm sorry, let me bring you live. Sorry, I had you muted for a second. All right, go ahead, King. Sorry about that. Yeah, thank you for having me again, Montoya, and morning to everyone. Uh, my name is Yesasa Ekpo, 
I bring a traditional uh, cultural background, you know, of a practicality of how to approach those type of situations. And I also help help men, you know, connect back to their masculinity as well. Uh, no, I absolutely appreciate having you again. So let's get this thing started. Um, both of you have been on the show before, so we're going to start the way we always start, and we'll go ladies first, which is simply when you heard the question worded this way this morning, give me your first original thought. Um, Deasia, again, starting with you. This morning's discussion question, why I will teach my daughter to never have a boyfriend. What was your original thought when you heard that question for this morning? My original thought was that that can be um, something that can create problems along the line where women don't know how to function in relationships and deal with, like, heartache and pain if they if it were to ever happen. But um, I know it's more to it than that, maybe from that topic, but that was the first thing that came to my mind. Like, we probably be setting women up for failure. Nah, fair enough. When you, when I reached out to you again and said, hey, I want to bring you back on the show, here's the discussion question for this morning. Again, just the original thought without going too deep. Um, why will I teach my daughter to never have a boyfriend? When you heard me word the question that way, uh, what was your first original thought, King? Uh, you know they're going to come for you, right? <laughs> that's, that, was, that, that was the first thought. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm gonna keep it 100. <laughs> of course, I want you to. I want the original thought. That is what you're saying too. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. How they gonna come for me? Yeah, I don't even. <laughs> how they gonna come for me? Yeah, I don't even have a daughter yet. You know, I mean, as, as I was posting this week, you know, I got people beating me up. Mm-hmm. Here go people without children. Don't be talking about what they daughter. They don't know that yet. So I, they already came from before the show started, brother. Uh, uh, DH, I I I you about to Go jump in there, Queen. Yeah, jump in there, Queen. You say what? Oh, I thought, I, I thought you, I heard you saying something. I wanted to make sure I let you jump in if you were saying oh, something. Oh, no, I, I wasn't saying anything. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Okay, I thought I heard you. But nah, so nah, absolutely. So what I will say um, before we go to our first re- break, I want to for all the listeners out there, especially if you're a first time listener, again I go by the name Black Socrates. We always do our show in the form of questions, and so we try to ask the right questions to get to the right answer. And I wanted to reveal uh, something I've known about for a number of years, probably exposed to about four or five years ago, and it was a paradigm shifting conversation. Um, I was a part of this group, and I saw this concept or this idea of basically scrutinizing, in a sense, boyfriend and girlfriend relationships, specifically here in America, if you will. And I looked at it, and I was, and it literally blew my mind because I've had girlfriends throughout my life. And, you know, for the most part in America, that's what you do. You get a boyfriend, girlfriend, and Eventually, if you you know if you're looking to get married or one one day want to get married, that's pretty much the process. Boyfriend, girlfriend, you know maybe he asks you to marry marry him, and eventually you get married. A lot of people have done it that way, but again, it was a paradigm shifting conversation when I was exposed to the idea of not doing it that way. 
And when I saw the idea, I was like, dang. And the, and the reason it tripped me out, because, again, that's what I have been doing the typical American way as far as what I was looking to do, hoping to get married one day, have not successfully gotten married yet, if you will. Um, but when I got exposed to this, I was like, man, that seems better than what we're doing. Um, let me see if I can explore this more. And so to a degree, that's how we got to this morning's discussion question, which, you know, leads me to say if I'm fortunate enough to get married and have a daughter, why I will teach my, in a sense, daughter to never have a boyfriend, of course, all week long. What about the boys? What about the boys? So that'll come out throughout the show. But I will challenge everyone before we go to the first break, um, if you're out there listening, um, versus listening to just simply disagree, I would challenge you to listen in a sense to learn. Don't say, and if you're a regular listener to our show, you know our goal is not to get you to agree with us. We literally try to have dialogue and understand one another. So that will be the challenge to anyone out there listening. Um, again, I got, yes, I said Ekpo, this brother, again, coming with a traditional background, will have his perspective. Um, like Deasia said, when she first saw the question, she said, hey, this may be setting girls up for failure. So we're going to explore this on all levels. But the key thing is to listen, to understand, because as I said prior to, you know, this show, we're going to be giving out a lot of free game. And this is definitely some free game. Again, a perspective I heard some years ago and definitely wanted to bring to the table and something that I will probably look to teach my daughter once again if I'm fortunate enough to have one. We are up, come back. We will get hot and heavy into this show. Um, we'll go ahead and give out the phone line because we are looking for your three cents for any of the truth seekers out there listening today. We definitely want to get everybody's perspective and, again, learn from one another. Uh, the number for this the show, if you're listening online, is 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646 787 one six nine one. You do have to press one to let us know you want to speak. All right, we'll be right back. For all I ask is that you think. My name is Montoya Smith, aka Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group, focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the Black community. We do that one of two ways. Every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. If you are a small business owner, do you and your accountant implement a tax strategy to pay quarterly taxes throughout the year? Or do you wait until the end of year during tax season to write off all expenses to lower your taxable income? If this is you, stop. Call Bennett Tax and Accounting today. With over 15 years of experience working with major companies, this boutique firm has opened up to show small business owners how to strategize like the major companies and position themselves for growth with not only effective tax strategies, but also specializing in new business formation, bookkeeping services, cash flow management, payroll, and business evaluation to secure bank financing. Basically, all the things you need but have kept putting off. Well, those days are over. Bennett Tax and Accounting to the rescue. Contact them at 770-545-2145 and ask for run. Again, 770-545-2145. 
770-545-2145 and let them save you from yourself. There was someone that was interested in my friend, okay. so he hit me about it. He's like, I want something like you and your man have. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was nice. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. No, no, no. I'm going to let you have it because it's this show, but no, no, no. not how this No, that's what he told me. So he told me you wanted something okay. like So then, your type? It's somebody that doesn't just talk to me also. Don't just talk about yourself for Ooh, 30 okay. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Breathe. Like, hi, hi. My shit. Oh, it's time to go. Yeah. Like, I had one. It was really into himself. Yeah. Too much. But yeah, types and sins. I don't have a type. You Not don't? A, no, I don't have a type. A physical type, I definitely don't have. So I've, a type, but you have a standard. I have standard. <laughs> no, that's a pretty look. Welcome back to the Mixed Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, special guest co-host, DeAsia Robinson, as well as special guest, Yael Sasa Ekpo. For this morning's discussion question, why I would teach my daughter to never have a boyfriend. You just heard a cut from a show called Out Loud with Claudia Jordan, and the last um, queen you heard was Roxy Diaz, used to be on 106 in Park, um, and you hear the sister kind of just mention, um, doesn't have a type, doesn't have too many standards, if you will. And so I bring that to the table because it will be the backdrop for this show. So uh, we'll challenge um, DeAsia and Yale. Make sure y'all are listening for the breaks because we will have cuts from that show that, you know, we can kind of dig into some of what they're saying. And as we as we hear those ladies kind of, in a sense, talk about their dating experience, dating experience if you will. Um, Deage, I'm gonna, as always, start with the queen. Um, as you met, you know, just to kind of delve into some of your thoughts before, you know, since I let the cat out the bag to what I learned some years ago, for hence why I will teach my daughter not to, in a sense, um, you know, have a boyfriend. And let me put this disclaimer on the table: she ain't gotta listen to me, but this is the game I will eventually give her. Um, but with that said. Um, Deasia, you mentioned when you first heard this question and said, hey, this could be setting, you know, ladies up for failure. And, you know, so, you know, give some thoughts on that. And if you want to allude to anything you even heard in that cut, um, do that as well. But go ahead, Queen. We'll start with you. Yes, I I feel like it's setting people up for failure. Or I I don't – when I heard the question, I wasn't exactly sure, like, where you're going with it and uh, all of the concepts that you've come across regarding the question. And so I don't have the information as far as, like, the background. So I, I'm not exactly not sure, you know, where, where, where it's steaming from. So where I'm sitting at is just on the surface level looking at it in a sense of, you know, throughout your adolescence and everything, you start to develop relationships, and it helps you into – adulthood, being able to function in a relationship. And so my first thing that came to mind is, like, are we setting these girls up to have, like, a Cinderella syndrome or something? So I wasn't exactly sure where you were going as far as the question itself is concerned, because my my only thought was we're setting them up for failure, because you have to develop, you, you have to naturally develop certain things as you go. 
And so I don't see the reason why a girl wouldn't have a boyfriend because now if she doesn't have a boyfriend, how she's going to know how to be a wife? Now, great questions. And definitely, again, I just wanted to delve into a little further, you know, kind of what your thoughts were. And so uh, what I will say uh, to a degree is specifically the concept of boyfriend and girlfriend. And so as we delve through this, this is definitely, a, a you know, in a sense, not about having my, in a sense, if I, again, if I'm fortunate enough to have a daughter one day, not interacting with men and, and, and a, as you just said, learning, in a sense, in a sense to be a wife. Um, yeah, but again, before I let the cat out of the bag, I'm kind of going to just jump back to you. Um, again, you always highlight the idea of coming from traditional culture or whatever. And so um, if I could highlight, um, you know, you didn't, you know, you, you weren't necessarily raised in the United States. And so in a sense, coming to our culture, having, a, in a sense, a vastly different culture, especially when it comes to relationships, uh, just, um, you know, again, I know you know a little bit of where I'm going to go with this. So without even, in a sense, letting the cat out the bag just yet, uh, what was your experience transitioning to this culture where there is a concept of having boyfriend and girlfriends? And what I understand, you can kind of give me this background, um, but that's not necessarily you know, what's done in your culture, and without going too deep into what's done in your culture, just tell me what that experience of coming to America and seeing this this concept, which is a little different from where you come from, being prevalent in the States, just kind of how did that appear, for you, appear to you coming to a new culture, if that makes sense? Yeah, um, well, for, for the record, I, I was born here. I was born okay, in the I'm US. sorry. I, I, yeah, I did spend some time, a little bit of time back home, but I was I grew up with our culture, and growing up, you know, having the out kids on the outside looking in would always say that, well, you guys are different, you guys are weird, but for us it was the other way around because we saw so much, um, what's the word, a lot of chaos in that concept because we didn't grow up with the whole boyfriend and girlfriend dynamic. It was, you know, get yourself together and then you court, you know, not to go too deep. So it, it that, that was the dynamic to where you're growing up like that and then you interact with other kids who are doing the boyfriend and girlfriend. And I remember one time I, um, I was probably like around in my teenage years and I was around a group of guys and they were, they even called me a, uh, a square gay that oh I didn't have a boy I didn't have a girlfriend you know they thought I was gay because I didn't have that when I talked to them about it I was like well for me we don't do that it's like oh man you gay you ain't got you 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 this age you ain't got a girlfriend you ain't got this you ain't got that I got I got two girlfriends I didn't do this 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 so that was the dynamic for me that was the experience I had yeah so very 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 different dynamic all right so let me start this process again something that i was exposed to absolutely a paradigm shift for me and it was in a sense this idea and we can start to break this down and again we will be using the out loud um ladies as backdrop to kind of go all kind of places with this discussion you know, if it was up to me, I would hold it out for about 30 more minutes, but I don't even think I could do it to start getting into this discussion. Um, but basically <laughs> what I was exposed to uh, some some years ago was basically this other group saying that, you know, you know, they don't allow their daughters to have boyfriends. So I took it, you know, initially, just like you did, the age. I'm like, what? I, 
I don't I don't understand. It's you know because again I grew up in American culture, but here we have a brother uh, who was like, well we don't do that in our culture, and he thought what we was doing was weird, right? So clearly me hearing that for the first time was like, that sounds super weird. I have no idea what they're talking about, but me having a curious mind, I continue to listen, right? And so as I listen. Here's what I later learned, because it wasn't something that was revealed in one conversation. Again, I was following this group, um, a lot of healthy marriages in this group or whatever, but I wanted to, you know, understand. And so it really was me staying, following the group, and kind of piecemealing some things. And so this piece of information right here is what tied it together for me, because, again, I had heard this concept, they don't, in a sense, you know, they don't do the boyfriend-girlfriend thing, which still was perplexing to me. But, again, instead of just rejecting it and saying, oh, that's crazy, I just continued to listen. And then one day I got exposed to this concept right here, and this is when it actually kind of light went on, and I was like, okay, let me look deeper into this. And here was the, here was the idea, and I'll let you, in a sense, respond, you know, to this. So, basically, um, eventually it was revealed, again, for following this group, that from their perspective, the concept of boyfriend and girlfriend that we use in American culture is they their perspective was that's an advantage for men. And, okay, again, I'm like, okay, let me, help me understand. And so the reason they said it was an advantage for men was this concept right here. And when I, once I heard it, it resonated with me. I never forgot it. And the concept was simply this, that in the boyfriend-girlfriend dynamic, their perspective was, and they're speaking in general, so it's not an all-men thing. So, if, you know, I will say, let's, if we're going to do this dialogue, and you can call in and give your three cents, but if we can avoid the not all men or the not all women part, we can have a better dialogue. So let me preface before I say this. So, again, they wasn't saying all men, but they was just mentioning this concept. And I, again, it blew my mind. I had to own it. And the concept was simply this, that in the boyfriend-girlfriend dynamic, that men subconsciously are aware that if there, a woman comes along that they see she could be my wife, and although he has a girlfriend, he's going to leave that girlfriend and go pursue that, quote, unquote, potential wife. And the concept that the, 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 the sister in the group was saying was that subconsciously all men know this. And so I hear this concept. I'm thinking of myself. I cheated on, I've only cheated on, quote, unquote, one girlfriend my entire life. So being a loyal young man, most of, you know, my younger years, growing up in the boyfriend-girlfriend dynamic and believing it, and it's kind of all I knew, so I didn't know another perspective. I listened, I thought about it, and I was like, although I had, in a sense, for the most part, I've never really been a cheater, as I'm listening to that concept, I did think back on what she was saying, because I heard this about four or five years ago. I thought back on what she was saying. I thought about my own life, and... I was like, had someone that I considered or would have considered a potential wife come along even while I was faithful to my girl, I, as a man, probably absolutely would have jumped and pursued that 
And I was like, at that moment, the light came on, and I realized that's what they mean by advantage man. So I don't know if it's your first time ever hearing that concept, Beasel, but I'm very interested in your first thoughts because it moved me to realize maybe this ain't fair the way we're doing it because ultimately all I hear out of that is men understand that they always have the option to find someone else. And I realize that a lot of women, in my opinion, have never been taught that. And so often they're locking in and not keeping their options available. That's why I suggest or agree with this lady who says advantage man. Your thoughts, Queen? I actually think that that concept is one that is like a indirect way to control girls and to control women. and But it, it's putting a spin on it to make it seem like, okay, it's, it's just to say, using it like it's an advantage to the men. At the end of the day, whether you wait to go through that or not, you're going to go through that as a woman. We're going to go through that as people. A man can go get a wife, and that doesn't mean that he won't pursue women outside of his marriage. So what's the difference? It's not a difference. The only difference is is the title. It's like, okay, because you were his girlfriend, and he left you, and he went and got another woman and made that woman his wife. Now you got to go find somebody and wait till somebody make you a wife. But that same man that left the girlfriend and went and found the wife, he could cheat on the wife. So that part of the concept, it really doesn't make – it has to be more to that than than what it is that you're saying because that part of it, that part doesn't make any sense to me. Like, is this the reason why? And then the thing about um, the women that don't leave – the girls don't leave their options open. Instead of saying don't have a boyfriend, it should be learn how to date multiple people until – someone decides that y'all both agree that you're going to be exclusive. And that's, I feel like that's more of the the tone that needs to be taken instead of saying, don't have a, um, don't have a boyfriend because that's not going to solve the problem of somebody leaving you or cheating on you just because you get married. That doesn't guarantee that that man is going to be faithful. Fair enough. Yeah. Your thoughts on that concept? Um, I, I would have to agree. It does. It is advantage men because it doesn't make the man have to work, and it puts the women in a more compromising, compromising position because they're the one that's going to suffer greater at, as a result of this. When you know, because women are emotional creatures, so whether it's a boyfriend, a girlfriend dynamic, etc., there's emotions involved. That man leaves her to go connect to a wife. She has to deal with that emotional trauma. And then you have a lot of women carrying a lot of emotional weight. And that even when they do come across a husband, because of all those previous situations, it's hard to not make the men in their front pay for what men in the past did. So I really agree with that. That is definitely advantage men, and also even from a 
sexual aspect as well, disadvantagement. So. And I would, you know I would tell DeAsia, I'll say this, we got to call it. Oh, go ahead, DeAsia. Go ahead. But you know what? There is no way of getting around it, though. There is a process of getting married. You have to start with having – you're not going to just be single and then just wait. And th- that's that's that messed up princess Cinderella complex. Like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to be single. And then this – I'm not going to have a boyfriend or anything and then just wait for my husband. It doesn't work like that. You have to date and have boyfriends in order to develop a relationship to even – become someone's wife like it's like the man left the house and was like you know what i'm going to go pick a wife today it you don't pop up and just end up married you have to become a girlfriend first you have to be someone's boyfriend first before you become someone's husband or wife so i really y'all gonna have to help me understand how this happens like the women just single and not getting into a relationship and then just waiting on the husband. Like this sounds like some type of princess stuck in the tower or something to me. It's real. I, I, y'all gonna have to help me understand this whole concept because it's not resonating with me at all. Nah, respect. I, 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 what I I'll tell you is you, you mentioned you mentioned. Uh, we we actually are about to get the break and I got a caller. Okay. So I'm gonna just say this real quick. Go to the break and we'll get to the caller. Um, but I will say this. Um, you know, going into the break. So DeAsia, when you mentioned the idea of, um keeping her options open. And so now we're not talking about not dating. So we're not talking about that. This is specific to the concept of boyfriend and girlfriend and absolutely want her to have availability and understand because again, in this culture, a lot of women do not learn to keep their options open. I've seen you talk about it on your show. It is, you know, it's not that every woman learns that, but the way that the boyfriend-girlfriend dynamic is typically used, sometimes subconsciously, sometimes consciously by men, it's in a sense to ensure they got their goal over their girl over here while they're doing their own thing. And I'm not saying every man is doing that, but it does happen quite often. And if a woman doesn't understand to keep her options open, she will get caught up in that boyfriend-girlfriend game, which can be advantage man. So that's just a small concept before we go to this break, and uh, we'll continue to break it down. Listen to this break because, we're gonna, again, we're going to hear a lot in the break. Um, both of you, please listen and, and let me know in this break what resonates with you. I'll talk about the part that resonates with me, and then we'll go to the caller that's out there listening. For anybody else on the line that wants to get in, the, the number is 646 646- Seven eight seven one six nine one. Again, that number is six four six seven eight seven one six nine one. You have to press one to let us know you want to speak. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. It's full of shit. They're not going to admit it. Gonna admit it. Like, sex is just sex, and making love is is making love, but you could just have sex with somebody, and it's just that's all it is, because you form a type of relationship, regardless of if it's a, if it's already an intimate relationship, you have that person's number, so that means anytime you're in that person's city, or in that town, or down the block, or whatever it is, you're communicating with that person, that's a form of a relationship yeah. at the end of the day, and that would be considerable in my situation, it would be cheating, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't understand how they do that, or... You have the perfect wifey figure. So that's my biggest problem in a relationship. I'm like wifey at home. Okay. I do everything. I'm Mrs. Claus on Santa Claus uh, on, on Christmas. And and I'm like leprechaun on St. Patrick's Day. We dressing up in costumes, everything, cook, everything. 
But then it's like you have that perfect image at home, everything you want your cake and eat it too. You can go down the street so to Tatiana. Yeah. And that's not your that's not that's his fault. That's no. it's nothing to do with you. It's the right man will appreciate it. It's just Unfortunately, he's not the right one. They and can't I see that. I think that men are wired differently, and I'm really beginning to believe that men are naturally polygamous. Men are naturally wired to sow their seed and to, to build, um, you know, to have more babies. You know what I'm saying? It's a natural, primordial, primal type of instinct. And I feel like men are wired in such a way to be able to have more than one woman and manage that. You know what I'm saying? And women are not. I think that women can too, but I think that it's a little different because with women, the way, you know, you think about hormones too. When you're with somebody, you have sex with them, right? You're releasing certain hormones, mm -hmm. right? Those hormones, they, they make you uh, attach, bond. they bond their bonding yeah. hormones and things like that, right? So um, for women, it could be a little bit different, especially depending on where we're at, our, at on our cycles, you know what I'm saying? And so we get more attached than they do, you know what I mean? And then even historically speaking, back in the day, women were in the home because they would get pregnant and have babies and have to keep care of the babies. After you get pregnant, so you have the nine months of you know actually having the baby in you, but after that, you have to take care of the baby. You still have to feed, breastfeed the baby. Fathers don't have to do that. They need to go out, they need to get things to bring back to the family, but they could afford to go ahead and create more babies with other women, and those other women are holding down the household. You know what I'm saying? Like well, we that's ain't in those times right now. Oh my God, that's true. Know. But our there's right. Uber Eats. There's but Uber. Our, our we got nanny on women can't be with more than one man. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that everybody is different. However, I feel like men are really naturally designed to do that. Yeah, when I was and single, I dated multiple men. I did, but I did not have sex, but was one. See? You know, but I, I had a lot of dates in between. But when I tried, the moment I tried to have that, that, oh, I can get, have fun without getting attached, I got my feelings. Like right, that don't work for really? me. Really? Yes. Yeah. I caught feelings after like the seventh booty call. Only once I'm a serial monogamous as well and mm -hmm. I'm always like I'm always trying to make everybody the one. Like right. when I get with something like yeah. this is it, well we're probably married, I'll start thinking right. about the wedding and all that kind of stuff. We'll be doing since we're little girls. Yeah. And I once in my life dated two guys at the same time. And I got a little taste into how they feel and how it's so hard to really get attached to either one of them if you're splitting your attention. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it and so it's not, you're, you're playing on an unfair uh, playing field, really. If they're doing the balancing thing, it's hard for them to get attached to you. Like, say I'm the dude, I got all oh, y'all. Mm -hmm. You cool for this, you cool for that, you cool for this. <laughs> I'm like, uh, all together y'all make a bomb woman, but mm -hmm. like, I'm just getting little pieces of y'all. Mm -hmm. Right? see a little bit how a man felt, and I was just with two that people. They're dating like right. multiple. They can't handle it. They can't handle they half of what we deal with when it comes to situations like that. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host DeAsia Robinson, as well as special guest Yale Sasha Ekpo. This morning's discussion question, why I will teach my daughter to never have a boyfriend, as we just heard. Uh, somebody has something in the background. Or you, I don't know if you're able to mute yourself. All right, sorry about that. Um, we just heard a cut again from Claudia Jordan's Out Loud with Jordan, uh, with Roxy Diaz and some other sisters kind of just 
saying a lot of things about their experience. Um, Deja, I'll start with you. Uh, what in that cut specifically um, stood out to you, if you will, Queen? And again, just a lot of experience in reference to this quote-unquote dating slash boyfriend game. Uh, and I hope I clarified a little bit for you um, prior to the break, saying I'm not talking about no dating, just remaining on your own and popping up with a, a husband. That's not the ideal here. Um, specifically, what I'm referring to is the boyfriend girlfriend setup as I explained it. So I hope I, I clarified a little bit. We definitely can go a little deeper into it, but go ahead with your thoughts, Queen. As far as that clip that I heard, um, the first lady, I guess, that was Roxy that was speaking, She to me, she was kind of all over the place. The first thing that stood out to me that I felt that was problematic was when she was saying that she does everything. She dresses up, she does this, she takes ten to the house and all of this. And that that right in itself is an issue because a lot of times women, are, they do these performative tasks. Um, they feel like they do, uh, if they do these gender roles really well, then that makes them a good woman. And they don't take the time to actually customize the relationship and see what it is that that man really needs from them. Because every man don't need you to cook and clean and do all of this stuff that, you know, society says that you should do as a woman as far as a gender role is concerned. So if that's the only thing that you're doing and you're not trying to get to know this person, understand him, and really see what he needs from you, then, yeah, he probably seeks something else elsewhere. He might go be with a woman that actually, you know, she may not be the best cook or whatever the case may be, but she listens to him. She's a sense of refuge for him. So that was problematic when I first heard, when I heard that. Then the other ladies, they kind of chimed in, and then they were just talking about how, you know, the seventh booty call and how they got attached and using these excuses and saying, like, men are naturally polygamous. No, men are socialized to be polygamous. Men are told as, you know, like their rite of passage into adulthood is like how many girls they can get and everything. Like from the beginning, men are, you know, like how, um, I'm sorry, what's his name, Yale was saying? that when he, because of his traditions, and he was around other boys, and they had all the girls, and that was, that's like the thing to do. And so that's something that's in our culture. It's a thing to do for young young guys to have all these women and everything, or all these girls, rather. And so it's like, you know, that's a display of, like, manhood or a passage into manhood. And so it's not so much as these men are naturally polygamous. They are socialized to be like that. So, and I feel like a lot of women use that as an excuse to excuse men for the way that they treat them in relationships as far as cheating on them and things like that. That's the, the Women start rationalizing stuff like that in their mind in order for them to be okay and to soften the blow when a man does step out on them. So a lot of what they were saying, some of it made sense, but a lot of it was just all over the place for me. And I feel like it was making excuses for heartache and pain, and I feel like they were underdeveloped emotionally because you're not going to – you're, you're, if you're having sex with somebody seven, if you've had sex with somebody seven different times and you're saying it's a booty call or whatever the case may be, you are going to get attached. He's going to get attached to you as well 
But you have to know how to compartmentalize your own emotions and know what you're doing when you open your legs up. You got to be, you have to be responsible for that. But that don't mean that you have to shut yourself off and not deal with people, but you have to know how to handle your emotions. And when you don't have boyfriends or anything like that early on, that's the thing that I was saying. Those grown women are sitting up talking about how they get so attached because they had sex with someone is because of, you know, being told that you have to wait or being told that you need to wait no, until yeah, somebody marries you and things like that. There's some more cuts, but I don't think they were growing up waiting. So I don't, I mean, just based on, and, I'm, and I could be wrong, I don't think that was their experience. No, I'm not saying them specifically. I'm just saying okay, how that, okay, that, that is kind of problematic for me. Okay, got you, got you. Here's one quick thing when you were talking about the sister. I think, I think you're right. That was Roxy. So as as I'm hearing that as a man, my thought was not so much whether that's what the man wants or not. I'm thinking that's too much for a quote-unquote boyfriend-girlfriend situation. So that's how I took that as a man. I wanted to hear your quick thought, and then we're going to go to the college. You know what I'm saying? That's just yeah, the one it is too much. About, you should have, you know, I mean, so, so I'm just thinking of it as, for a boyfriend girlfriend situation, why are you doing all of that? You know what I mean? Versus whether that's exactly. correct or not for that particular man. I'm thinking it's too much. Let's go to the call. Area code four zero four last three nine five one. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. This is Brother Mustafa, Brother Montoya, and I'm calling from. Uh, hey, how you doing, Atlanta. King? What you got for us this morning? Thanks for coming. Getting in well. Oh, you knew I was going. You knew I was going to call in. I got a lot. It's so much to unpack, and I want to start by saying, and, and I hope I got the sister's name. Is it Dajon? Um, Dajon. You are on point. Thank you for your perspective. You have hit all of the issues that I am so passionate about, and Montoya would tell you. Um, I think I think this is really a, a subject, an issue of accountability. Once again, and and what troubled me about the title, why I will teach my daughter to never have a boyfriend, was very troublesome to me. What what it is implying is that we're not going to hold, and just let me speak, Montoya. We're not going to hold our males, our boys, our sons accountable. We want to put all of that responsibility on the girl by telling her. Well, these boys can't be trusted, so it's best that you not have a boyfriend. That's just foolishness. Where we start is holding both genders, both boys and girls, accountable. You also mentioned something powerful, sister. You said men are socialized to be com- uh, are, are not well. Men are socialized to be polygamous. True, the society teaches males from birth. To sow your wild oats, it's okay. Do what you want to do. Explore. Be sexually active. And at the same time, it tells girls, keep your legs closed. Be a virgin when you get married. Don't go into a, a marriage or uh, 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 go into relationships after having a lot, of, uh, a, lot of, a lot of relationships with other men. The exact opposite. So we're creating an environment where the two cannot see eye to eye and we can't build healthy relationships. You said something else just about gender roles, and you're right. 
in black marriages in particular, healthy black marriages, we don't buy into that garbage in the first place. We do whatever needs to be done to keep the relationship healthy. I've been married 40 years. I'm talking from experience. I cook. I love to cook. I don't expect my wife to cook, especially if she's working 40 hours a week just like me. That's what's re- That's the reality that we deal with. The problem with us is we bought into this fairy tale idea of what relationships should look, look like and what makes it problematic is exactly what you said, sister. Don't follow these gender roles because they may not work in a healthy relationship. As for what you said earlier, Montoya, about males who have a girlfriend and then they see another woman and, and he sees more attractive, you know what I say to the sisters? Look at him dead in the eye and say, boy, bye. Move on. He ain't the one for you. And that ain't no feel. And look, let me keep it real. Males are no less emotional than females. Trust me, the day will mm-hmm. come when he will realize. Man, and you hear him talking about it. You too, Montoya. You know we do. Man, I sure messed up in that one. Yes, you did. And it's your loss and someone else's gain. And I'm gonna close with this. Hey, brother, let me um, let me keep you on. We are up against the break, so I'll keep you on. We got another caller as well because I want you to finish your thought. Um, so we'll go okay. to the break. Let you finish your thought and get to the next caller. Thank you, thank you. I'll just keep you on Thanks. hold for the break. We'll be right back. All right. Listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Have you heard about that podcast, Mental Dialogue? It's so good it should be illegal. But if you miss the live show every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio, be sure to catch replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and all other streaming platforms. We are the return of intelligent radio, and we are the best in the world at having hard conversations on race, sex, gender, and business in the African-American community. And remember, all I ask is that you think. Where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes. And I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit. And what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? (laughs) Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk. I feel like just life in general, men cannot handle half of the things that women put up with. Oh, they can't take what they did. They cannot. Oh, yeah, because you can't They cannot. You can't be like, okay, we're going to be in an open relationship. You can have your cake and eat it. Right. Just know I'm going to have my cake and eat it. Oh, what you mean? What right. What cake you going to eat? Right. What flavor cake you about to go have? <laughs> nah, does he look better? Oh, don't let him look right. better. Right, is it single they can't, they can't, they can't take it. If they have any kind of feelings for you, it's like, no. Yeah. Right. So, Tiana, is there something to dating several men at the same time? And, like, what are the pros and cons of this? 
I mean, I feel like ultimately, if your your ultimate goal is to find one real true relationship, then you might be making it too hard for yourself by dating several men at one time. It's okay to date several men. I just said that, but you don't want to sleep with multiple people because mm -hmm. that's nasty and. It's just your feelings are going to get involved and you're not going to be thinking straight. Your head is not going to be in the game. Yeah. Um, I do say go out with as many guys as you can before you make it official with just one. Damn, I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Texas and the first guy I went out with, I was like, all right. Uh, see, I just see, like, that's, my, that's my pattern. Like, I, I don't date. I meet somebody and then we end up being together. After talking for a little bit, mm -hmm. we end up being together and I'm in long-term relationships. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that You don't know if there's anything, like, the gra like, you don't know about anything else. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, Asia Robinson. Our special guest is Yael Safa Ekpo. This morning's discussion question, why I will teach my daughter to never have a boyfriend, still have a caller on the line. We will get to the next caller uh, right after this, Brother Mustafa. So, Brother Mustafa, get another cut. One thing I wanted to ask you, because um, another thing, again, as I told you, I learned some of this from watching another group, and it's this concept, and I've said it on the show before, the concept of being in a sense. You're single until married. And so when you, you know, address the saying, you know, the sister saying, yeah, you know, say, boy, bye. See, I'm going as far as him looking at someone else is okay. She should be single to the degree that it's not about boy, bye, because her head is also on the swivel because she's dating and not allowing one of these young men who's been socialized, as both you and Deasia have said, one of these young men in a sense locking her down while his head is on the swivel. I won't teach my daughter the game to keep her head on the swivel. Yeah, he has a right to, you know, look at her, and you have a right to look at others. So it doesn't even come down to a situation of boy by because I don't want her allowing the men who will play that game. Let me kind of keep you in the corner while I do my own thing. Again, that's not what all men do, but I am definitely preferring preparing her to conceptualize don't let someone lock you down that's not offering marriage. Don't let them lock you down as their girlfriend while their head is on the swivel. Any thoughts about that, King? And then i got to get to the next caller. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, and I, I actually agree. As you were speaking, I was thinking about the whole term boyfriend. It's always been problematic, especially when you're talking about adult females. But particularly, even in the case of girls, I totally agree with what Sister said in the book that you should have multiple relationships in the age of COVID and STDs. It, of course, is not even intelligent to be sexually active, especially unprotected sex. But just as males have the freedom to make those choices about their sexual activity, so should women. And I totally agree with you. I, I have three daughters and a son. I never told them anything different. I'm going to give you this last little bit of advice, Brother you? Did you be blessed to have a son and a daughter? Share with them the same freedom, the same respect for their ability to think, or you're going to have problems. I promise you. I'm talking mm -hmm. from experience. Give them that same freedom because you've given them they're human beings, they have a brain, they have a mind of their own. And if you've done your job, your significant other, your wife has done their job, she can make those decisions. Give her that freedom but to say, well, no, you and I was hoping, I'm glad to hear you clarify that point. I was hoping you weren't saying 
she shouldn't have relationships. Well, that's not, that's not say what I didn't say. You feel me? Like I'm clarifying to because I want the dialogue to be about what's said. You feel, you feel me? Because I wasn't no. saying what you were about to say, and I kind of jumped in because I want to continue the dialogue about what's said because that can go a lot deeper, in my opinion. And you can come back on, too, brother, just so you know. I just got another caller. So if you stay on the line, no, no. if, if you come off the – I'm just letting you know I don't mind you staying on for a little later. I was just going to let you know how to do it. If you, if you would just – when you get off, just hit the one and come off. If you decide to come into the show later, just hit one again. But you do have to – come off of it so I can know you want to come back in. I'm just letting you know you can come on for later, but I got to get to the next call. Listen. Did you hear me, brother? I was saying thank you for your three cents this morning. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it, brother. Thanks for the time. No, absolutely. Uh, Let's get to the next caller. Area code three one four last three nine five three. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Yes, Piaki, how you doing, uh, Montoya? Hey, I thought that was you, brother Piaki, but I ain't want to guess wrong. Go ahead, King. What you got for us this morning? Yeah, I was gonna say uh, I heard your guest make mention well, how was uh, a girl know how to be a wife. And she doesn't learn so by being a boy and having a boyfriend, something like that. And that was kind of, I had to say, wow on that. But, you know, one thing that has to be taken into account is today's society that you live in in the United States. And there are different cultures within the ethnic group that we call black or African American. You got certain groups that follow tradition and also the different uh, ideas. But my question is going to be on this. In the picking of a boyfriend, quote-unquote husband, where do the parents come in at? Because if you're talking about a daughter in many cases of time, if a daughter go off and it doesn't work, well, she's going to be coming back with as I had mentioned, trash bags of clothes and dragging children. And does not the old-fashioned way of knowing what to look for in a husband based on what she has seen played out between mother and father. But then again, too, Montoya, you have to take into account that the mother and father arrangement in households today is deplenished. It just does not exist like it did, say, 40 or 50 years mm-hmm. ago. So what do you accept? There is this element that comes from the standpoint as the audio sessions that you was played. You got that group. Then you got probably two other groups, uh, one where you're not just marrying are dating that girl you or that boy, you're dating the whole family because the whole family has input on what it, who it is that you're going to be hanging out with. I mean, they should. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to keep it short and go with that and ask you, where do the family, where do the parents come in at mm-hmm. on the daughter's decision on who she's going to be with or even the son? Mm-hmm. Thank you. 
No, that's a that's a great question, <laughs> and and I'm gonna let yeah, I'm gonna throw that to yeah, who's our in a sense our to you know again coming from that tradition. Um, I will throw out again. Um, in learning again, I was posed what I could still consider a paradigm shifting thought process to the concept of how we quote unquote date in America to include the boyfriend girlfriend dynamic. That is something that I was also learning in that group, and there and and it, it was in a sense. Uh, effort to return to at least the tradition of that concept of families marrying families. And so as I watched and learned and saw, in a sense, what they focus on, it made me go, wow, if we just do, again, what I've been doing most of my life is having a girlfriend or you know that type of thing, that if I continue just to do that, quite often we are marrying without any input or advice quite often from our family because it's a concept we to a degree, seem to lack, and I do think even what Brother Pianchi said, because a lot of that has deplenished in our community, there's always not always an opportunity. But, again, now that I've seen this other way, it, it enticed me. Go ahead, Brother um, Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to, to everybody, and it's, you know, we, we can dress it up all we want, and I'll say this respectfully, but the whole – Boyfriend and girlfriend, it's not working. We look at the dynamic of relationships today, especially in the black community, it's not working. And to give a synopsis from a traditional aspect growing up, when I grew up, it was my parents who taught my siblings, my sisters, and my brothers what it meant to be a husband, what it meant to be a wife. It was not for me to go out and date to learn that on my own. That's problematic within itself. You learn that from home. You're giving a model from home of how to be a man, how to be a, a woman. And then, you, and then when you get old enough, you court. Now, you don't go around having sexual relationship with multiple people. That in itself goes against the, the chemical nature of how we are designed. It's impossible to have sex with multiple people and think you'll get away with it unscarred. This is why it's so hard for both men and women now that when they do find a husband or a wife, they can't even connect properly. They have too much emotional baggage. They have too much different things that has transpired. You can get too scarred to where you can even heal properly. You know, and we need to understand that this westernized concept that we think is helping us is really more counterproductive. And if we teach our daughters not to have boyfriends, we are indirectly holding cannibals saying that, listen, if I want access to women, then guess what? I have to have the mindset that I'm marrying this woman. So now it raises the standard raises the expectation because now men are using the whole boyfriend and girlfriend as just a means to acquire sex without any commitment and no responsibility and guess who suffers the most out of that is the women whether we like it or not they suffer the most as a result of that now, thank you for those stops um, DeAsia, since we only have about 40 seconds before the break, I'm going to go ahead and do the break. I definitely are interested in hearing your three cents to what Yale just said, and we'll get to the caller coming out of the break. 
You're listening to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. This morning's discussion question, why I will teach my daughter to never have a boyfriend. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. for the woman or my daughter or my son. We're looking to do that for both, if you will. 
Um, again, bringing that aspect in a sense back into it. Um, I'm from the South, so I'm a little bit aware of it, but it wasn't raised or haven't seen that in a long time. So, again, those are the things that appeal to me additionally versus this concept of, you know, in a sense, boyfriend, girlfriend, because whether, you know, we want a record or not, not or not, again, this is not trying to indict men, if you will, but the reality is to a, to a certain extent, the man, because of how he socialized in this country particularly, he gets to, in a sense, cr- treat his girlfriend as a placeholder, even if, in a sense, subconsciously or even unintentionally, in a sense, because of the way we're socialized, he learns to do that, and a lot of our women don't learn to do that. Again, I've watched you on your show break down, date, 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 don't lock in like a lot of women do. So, again, that's more of the concept for me and where I'm coming from. But, you know, more thoughts to what Yale had to say as well as, you know, again, me just reiterating the viewpoint. Go ahead, Queen. Okay. So when a guy is in a relationship or makes is, is, is makes someone his girlfriend, it's the same type of process to me with making someone his wife, right, because – like we explained, men are socialized to, like, have multiple girls and everything. And it takes a lot for a boy to be like, I want her to be my girlfriend. Usually, even even as teenagers, adolescents or whatever, a lot of boys be like, I don't want to have no girlfriend. I got all of these different girls or whatever the case may be. So from what I'm hearing, it's like, okay, from what Yale was saying with his tradition, you know, it's not a good idea. The boyfriend and girlfriend thing doesn't work. It's not a good idea because, you know, he, and like what you were saying, they'll use the girl as a placeholder, but that's not always the case, but use the girl as a placeholder and then find someone else to marry. Um, One thing, and it's like this, this concept is being thrown out there too. From the undertone of it, it sounds like this is some type of, um, foolproof way to keep a girl from actually being hurt or cheated on or whatever. I know a lot of guys that have a traditional background that's from different countries that I have actually dated and they had wives. These men cheat. Men, I don't care where you're from. I don't care what, what the tradition is. Men cheat. So that's not just because the man made this woman his wife doesn't mean that he's going to actually treat his wife right. So, Another thing that I wanted to speak on is the first caller mentioned. Hey, hey real quick, real quick, real well, quick, if I could. Well, let me say, let me say this. Real quick, hold on, hold on. Can yeah, I say, can real, I say real something? Real quick, real quick. I'll let you jump in. Yeah, I'll let you jump in. So I just want to, before she goes to another point, I, you can definitely still make your other point, Asia. I just wanted to make very clear that none of this has to do with the idea of whether a man will cheat or not. How. And I'm just saying, let you know that that's not the undertone whatsoever. The perspective is more so not to allow, in a sense, to have a situation where, again, boys who by socialization on nature, by nature are on the swivel. The concept is to have, as I just the way I term it, that the that the daughter is in that situation. Don't allow someone to lock you down because, again, cheating in my opinion, because now I agree with this, this this more traditional thing, you are single until married. So that goes for the boy and girl. So none of what I'm talking about 
is about not cheating or that, you know, your husband might not cheat. However, it is a dynamic versus what we, in my opinion, currently do in the United States is a, a situation where a lot of girls are falling for that. And so it's a situation where they're going through, in my opinion, a lot of additional heartache because they've allowed themselves to be locked down in a quote-unquote boyfriend or girlfriend. And the last thing I'll say is that men's take an additional step for the one that they want to be their wife. It's not the same step for who we will allow to be our girlfriend for most of us. Um, go ahead and respond to that, DeAsia. Um, yeah, you can make your point, and then you can get to your additional point as well. I just didn't want you to make a second point without, you know, kind of addressing that, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I understand what you're saying in regards to that, and that kind of goes back to what the first caller was saying. Is like it, it take it's actually taking responsibility away from away from guys. It's kind of like these these guys are going to be how they are. So as women, I need I don't we I need y'all to adjust because the guys are we we're gonna let the guys be how they are. We're not going to give them anything to do something to change, but we want the we, we want the women to adjust because we're not going to teach boys any different. And I'm a I'm gonna break down the fourth wall for you guys because I hear a lot of men say that women are emotional. Men are emotional too. The difference is we have to understand the difference in our emotions. Just saying that you're emotional is not enough. What as a woman, I would tell you guys. The emotional makeup of a woman is this when it comes to men. Like those ladies were saying, if we meet a man before we even lay down with you guys or anything like that, we don't live in the moment. We already start placing you in different areas in our life. If you notice, a lot of women, they have a hard time and they get so drained with dating and you'd be like, why Why? Why it seem like dating be so hard for women? It's because we automatically, like if we like you, we start saying, we might not say this to you, we might not communicate this, but we start fantasizing and creating all of these expectations in our heads. And we don't actually, women don't go in a situation knowing what they want. They go in a situation to see if the, they go in there dealing with what they don't want, not knowing what they actually want. So when we walk into situations with men, it's like we're just trying to, it's like a trial and error thing. So trying to make do all of this other stuff to change a woman getting hurt or whatever or putting too much in, it's not going to work by the surface level stuff if you don't actually understand the emotional makeup of a woman when we are encountered by a man in the first place. If, like that lady said, I'm looking at him sexually and all this old kind of stuff and then see if we are able, are we compatible, compatible on different levels, right? And it's like women, it, it'll be best to actually start dealing with the core of the emotional makeup of girls and how we look at boys versus saying, don't don't deal with a boy. Don't be someone's, because you could successfully be someone's girlfriend if you know how to be someone's girlfriend. If you know, a lot of women don't date multiple men. is because as soon as we like somebody, we start fantasizing in our head, and we, we've made this man our man, and he hadn't even communicated that he even wanted us that way. And, it, and a lot of people will tell women, hey, don't have sex with multiple people. Women don't need to have sex with multiple people, not because anything other than 
a lot of women are emotionally undeveloped and they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to do it without getting attached. Men know how to do it without uh, getting attached because they have been they have been socialized a certain type of way to be able to do it. Women haven't. Okay, respectfully, so I will give my daughter the game. Respectfully, go ahead, yeah. Oh. Ahead, Respectfully, I would yeah, indirectly you actually agreeing with the premise of the show. And on the other hand, we can't change how women are designed emotionally. Well, because they can't have sex like men, then they need they're undeveloped. No, this is how women are wired. This is how they are designed. Um, now I want to get get go back to a point. And I'll come back to this. Now on the whole cheating aspect, the show is about that, but I'll touch on that. Making a man earn the right to marry you is a lot better than him leaving you, cheating on you in the girlfriend stage. At least if he marries you, you already got his name, you have access, you have security, you have all of these things. Okay? So you, had, you made him go to the highest level to have you. There's no, nothing is guaranteed in life, but it's a lot better to be married and cheated on to just be because women are gonna give the same emotional investment as a girlfriend. I've seen I've seen it. It happens. Women will invest emotionally in a man that's a boyfriend the same way she'll do with a man that's married. Okay, so because the way women are wired emotionally, it is better to have that standard that if you want access to me, you got a court. You got be you have to be a purpose court for marriage. This protect. This is why in the traditional culture our women are protected. Okay. Because men and women are not the same. They're not equal. They're not wired the same. It's just the reality. We can have the modern age output on it, but the reality to the core, women are magnetic, they're receptive. Men are more electric, they're more projective. You know, and once we understand the dynamic of the gender, we can create. This is not taking responsibility off men, because I was raised to be sexually disciplined. But if you, have a, if you bring back a, a culture where women... From home, I've been taught that, you know what, wait, you know, they've been taught how to be wives and stuff from home. And if you want to be a wife, wait till you get an adult before you start engaging with men. And once you start engaging with men, you can court different men, don't have sex with them, and let them know if they want to have that intimacy with you, there must be marriage on the table. Let me tell you something. Women have, access, have control access to sex. If men want sex, I have to marry you. You see a lot more men taking it more serious, and they'll be more appreciated for something that they have to work all the way for. Then now in the girlfriend stage, oh, I can get sex. You know, there's nothing to, about it. And instead of trying to change women like men, let's understand the different dynamics. So we can have a more and, and, you know, it's not a, it's not a thing where trying to change women or men. Of course, I'm well aware that men and women are, are wired different. And this thing where um, – to me, the whole concept of, you know, make him, he got to work for it and, and all this kind of stuff. It's it's kind of like a woman has worth, but a boy, a, a girl has worth, but a boy don't. Like, he needs to work to have sex with you as <laughs> if he has no, like, my thing is, and that's the thing, it's like looking at women as if we're just emotional creatures but and not sexual creatures as well. Stuff. But that's not reality. That, that, that's not reality. No, that is reality. You, that's how men are wired. It, that, they have that, to earn. But that, men that's not reality. You, you could speak on what how a man is wired. You're talking to a woman, telling a woman how a woman is wired, and I'm telling you how I, we process our emotions as a woman 
and you as a man is telling a woman how a woman is wired and how a woman goes about viewing things and what no, we no, are no, no. and what we're not. No, 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 I'm saying that men, men, men appreciate what they earn. Men are not men. appreciating women the way they're supposed to because they're not earning it. Women control access to sex. Let me jump to the commercial and we'll get back into it. Um, one quick question going into the commercial. Um, I would like to understand. I thought, I thought y'all had said y'all agreed on how men and women are wired. So I'm definitely trying to understand, you know, what the difference is there. But right. We'll coming to the break yeah. and the caller. Caller, we'll get to that coming out of the break. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. If you are a small business owner, do you and your accountant implement a tax strategy to pay quarterly taxes throughout the year? Or do you wait until the end of year during tax season to write off all expenses to lower your taxable income? If this is you, stop. Call Bennett Tax and Accounting today. With over 15 years of experience working with major companies, this boutique firm has opened up to show small business owners how to strategize like the major companies and position themselves for growth with not only effective tax strategies, but also specializing in new business formation, bookkeeping services, cash flow management, payroll, and business evaluation to secure bank financing. Basically, all the things you need but have kept putting off. But well, those days are over. Bennett Tax and Accounting to the rescue. Contact them at 770-545-2145 and ask for run. Again, 770-545-2145 and let them save you from yourself. Meet somebody who wants the same thing as you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's hard to do because you have men who come up to you with so much bullshit from the front. If we come into the game at the beginning like, I want this, and he happens to want the same thing, then it's beautiful and it's easy and it's going to click. I'm just laughing at the side eyes that some of the fellas are doing. <laughs> are they giving it to me? Yo, they are side eye emojiing it right oh now. Oh, my but God. Because there's times when we think we're talking to these men and we're telling them what we want and they're agreeing. Nine times out of ten, it's usually they're agreeing to get into the band. You have to, that's when you just have to, their actions will tell you. You have to just pay attention. I wish they stopped lying about it. A lot of them are good at hiding that. But you, you, I find the times where you sit down with someone in the beginning and say, look, let's be real. And they say, I'm not going to play any games. I know you used to games. They play the most games. Like that's even part of the game right. to disarm you. They are doing research. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, oh, what is it you want? Oh, what? Okay. Like mental note, mental note, yeah. mental note. And they listen. This is what they want. This is what you want. So they're going to tell you everything that you want to hear because mm-hmm. they've already done the mental notes on it. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, they're going to be doing them. Right. And that's just how they that's are. I but think. I don't think all men are like that. I no, think that there right are no. definitely some great men yeah. out there, like you found your guy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is a way of, you got to maybe let loose a little bit on what you're accustomed to mm-hmm. dating and trying something new. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> At this point, I might have to just go white now, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, you're but, giving up on the race. You know, you do have to give up. There is those things. You you may have to give up a certain type or 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 step race that you're box. into, and yeah, yeah, step out your box a little bit. You might like something it. new. You might you might like. Figure it. out what is really important to you, your, yeah. and what's important to your soul. Like I was thinking about this today about like.
like my relationship, I was like, you know, the things I would value, the guy that was successful and had the, the exact, you know, stats I wanted, like the thick, the height, mm -hmm. the weight, and all that kind of stuff. And my guy is good looking and everything, but like, he's not a professional athlete, he's not a millionaire and like that. But I was thinking today, he is the most reliable person I know. His word means everything. He can fix things around the house. And I don't worry. Like, I don't have that anxiety when you're with someone, when you know his trifling ass, yeah. when he's not in your, in your eyesight, he out there. And with the athletes, it's like you're playing who wants to date a millionaire. I've been there, too. Yeah. You don't want to. There's so many girls competing for that one person, and I'd rather have. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, Deasia Robinson, special guest here at Sasha Ekpo. This morning's discussion question, why I will teach my daughter to never have a boyfriend, as you hear more cuts from Out Loud on Claudia, um, Claudia Jordan's show. Again, the sisters just kind of breaking down their perspective of, you know, in a sense, consider is, you know, these boyfriend, girlfriend streets, if you will. And again, um, you know, if you're just now tuning in, just kind of broke down, um, in a sense, learning about, in a sense, some of this traditional ways of marriage where you are, in, uh, whether, you know, the boy, the male and the female is in, in, informing their families and helping them with these decisions versus, in a sense, locking in a boyfriend-girlfriend situation, hoping that that's going to come to fruition. Again, it, that obviously happens. We're in America. We see it all the time. I'm just not sure that it is the best process to continue, especially knowing that, again, as I've already said, um, a lot of men are, in a sense, using that, that, that situation as a placeholder, you know, if you will, and I'm just encouraging my daughter to date the same way they do again because you know from that standpoint of not locking in, don't get locked in. Date and court. I definitely want to hear more about this courting from our from my special guest Yale, who could teach us about it. Um, but real quick, um, Deasia, if you will, the question I had when you were kind of and then you know Yale had something to say as well. I was just a little confused on when you were saying y'all were wired different. I thought y'all had agreed on how men and women are wired different. So I guess I I didn't quite. Um, um, understand when you were saying that he was telling you, in a sense, how y'all are wired. Because I thought y'all had agreed on that, and and he was talking about what the boy has to do to earn. So I'm not quite following. So you know, maybe maybe you can give me some clarity on what you were saying. Okay, so we agree that of course men and women are wired different. When I was talking about a way that we are wired and the dynamics of that, I was breaking down like how we process things emotionally. And when he responded, he was saying basically where you can't change the way that the the, the woman is wired, right? So it's not so much as changing the way a woman is wired, it's understanding it. It's like more so a woman understanding herself, and now she's able to handle herself in situations better. Because a lot of times you have people that, have you ever heard this thing, this is just the way that I am type of thing, where a person doesn't have like, they don't they don't look within to try to, to try to better understand themselves, they just, like, just be reactionary and just react to a whole lot of different things and don't understand mm -hmm. why they feel this this way. That's my thing. I'm not trying to change. I'm not saying we change our emotional makeup, but understanding our emotional makeup and understanding why we respond to things a certain type of way, and that way we'll be better, we'll be um, better in dealing in different situations. That's all that I'm saying. Of course, we can't change the core of it. And another thing that um, 
he said that was really interesting to me is when you say, yeah, you say it, it's better to be cheated on in the, in the, and as a wife than it is as a girlfriend, that absolutely makes no sense to me because as a wife, once somebody get married, you've taken a vow to this person to not cheat on them versus as a girlfriend, you haven't, you haven't taken a vow, but you literally take a vow to be monogamous when, or I guess however you put your vows, but I haven't seen anybody get married and say they're going to do otherwise. So you actually made a vow to be faithful to this person and then step out on them versus in the girlfriend boyfriend stage, you haven't made a vow to be, to be, um, to be uh, faithful to that person. So it's like now it's saying, Hey, you're the wife. So there is, so even though I'm cheating on you, there are some benefits that come as well. That made absolutely well, no sense to me. And well, I really don't feel no, like this, that's this, something that we need to be putting out. This, this was so let me throw in, and yeah, go ahead. That. I'll just throw in that I just want you to hear a quick, a quick another perspective. And for me, it's more about um, I, for example, um, I'm thinking when I think of marriage, I think of children. And so I'm just talking about the, the aspect of making sure those children are taken care of versus a situation where if you're dating and there are children involved. So that's kind of where I where I went with it. Um, go ahead, yeah. Uh, let me let me lay, lay out the premise on that. Now, to back up to the first point she was making, when I was saying about the women's emotion, and I, basically what we're saying is to protect the way women are emotionally. Because like she said, when women meet a guy, they start playing this whole life already. That's how women are. They are receptive. They are magnetic. So this protects them having too much clogged up into their magnetic uh, field. If too much debris there, they get cluttered emotionally. So if a woman goes to too many of these emotional roller coasters, it affects her. Now, about my marriage statement I made. In, in a lot of these girlfriend and boyfriend situations, in majority of them, women invest emotionally the same amount as they do as if they were married to the person because of how they are wired. In a lot of cases, they end up having children for these men without even getting marriage out of it. So it's better if you made him marry you before getting so much invested than being invested in somebody who is a boyfriend. You give all this emotional investment into it. You might even end up having a child out of it and you didn't get no marriage, no protection, no nothing, no security, nothing out of it. So it is better for women to earn, and men are seeing this, and subconscious, it's not right, it's not fair, but a lot of men see this and they take advantage of it. They take advantage of his boyfriend and girlfriend situations, which is why it is better to give more of a traditional perspective to the women. Indirectly, it also make the men think more and realize, you know what? Man, if I want this girl, I got to marry her? Oh, no, 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 no. I ain't. You know, it'll kind of filter out those who are hunting versus those men who are pursuing, trying to build something. So this is the reason why I said, because nothing is guaranteed. A man can cheat on you whether you're married or not, but it's a lot better if you get him to marry you. All right. Let me go to some callers. We got three callers out there. Let's get to these callers. Code six seven eight last three seven zero two. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. 
Hey, Montoya, this is Leslie Goodman. Uh, I know you know me and my husband uh, from Black Studio. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for calling in, Karine. What you got for us? I have two things. Yeah, thank you. Um, glad to be a part of it. Um, have two things. Uh, I'm going to go really quick. Um, first, I want to. I really study the etymology of words, and we need to redefine dating versus having a boyfriend and girlfriend. And I, I believe that to me, I'm getting confused as to what the true meaning of dating is. When I was brought up, dating was basically it's a westernized view of assessing suitability um so it's basically stage of a romantic relationship where you're assessing um do i want to be with this person because you're actively dating because you're trying to get to a point um as opposed to a boyfriend and a girlfriend is basically just a what it is a boy that's a friend a girl that's a friend um you have a regular companionship with you probably have some type of romantic or sexual relationship with but it's not necessarily to get to a certain point of marriage or any type of um i mean i never had a boyfriend that i just assumed i would be married to or it was a commitment if i'm dating you then that's when i'm actively trying to get to a certain point and i really think it's important to redefine those definitions because sometimes people can get confused um the second thing that i want to say is i really feel like we haven't learned how to socialize properly um uh, the queen had brought up early like just how men are um need to learn how to socialize properly and i believe that's both true of men and women how to trust and to share how to be friends that's something i never knew which is why when most women you know they're when they stop dating someone and you say oh we can just be friends it doesn't happen because we don't know how to we haven't even learned how to be with men just actively having a friend as a boy when you're growing up it's automatically just those energies come in and because we are um divinely created to be with one another there's sexual attractions but we never learn how to be with a man as a friend and that's very very important to our relationships today because now when i i mean i'm i'm married now but before that i always thought like oh my god i have so many failed relationships because every time i get with a boy i assume that this is person that's my boyfriend and i'm starting to date him so now i don't even know how to be with him socially which is why we don't know how to support men even after the dating process we don't know how to be their friend and you brought up a really good point about getting to know every every man it doesn't have that desire to you need to come in and help me dress and help me eat and i don't know how to cook some people just actually want you to be interested or involved in what they want to do in life what are your goals what are your aspirations how can i help you get there as your partner So I just think that that's a very important point. Us psychologically knowing how to be friends is important. I always thought when a man would approach me that he wanted to date me, but he might have just wanted to be my friend, but I don't know how to be a friend um with a male. Now I do now, but my my marriage actually is a good thing. You know, I do now, but I didn't know. I I never knew. I always thought that anyone who said hi to me, oh, he must want to date me. Cuz I didn't know how to be a friend. I didn't know how to trust. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, well, we want to date. And you know we what? We're going to get break, Queen. Thank uh, you for your three cents. I appreciate you very much, Queen. <laughs> uh, that was a beautiful And you, and you know what, Montoya? I want to speak to what she said. Okay, I'll let you come out of the break, she, Queen. You got it. All right. Okay. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We'll be right back. Well, all I ask is that you think. Have you heard about that podcast, Mental Dialogue? It's so good it should be illegal. 
But if you miss the live show every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio, be sure to catch replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and all other streaming platforms. We are the return of Intelligent Radio, and we are the best in the world at having hard conversations on race, sex, gender, and business in the African-American community. And remember, all I ask is that you think. And I'm enjoying the conversation, but at the same time, it makes me sad that we feel like uh, keeping a man is implying as if we have that kind of control, and we don't. Maintaining a relationship has all to do with what a person is willing to work through as two mature, intentional adults. And to think that as women, we, we always take so much responsibility to keep, to find, to hold, to care, to nurture, and to say that we have that kind of responsibility makes me sad. It breaks my heart because a man can only give you what he has inside, and if he's not willing to give you all of him, it has nothing to do with us. I say never take anything personal because a person can only give you what they have inside. Thank you so much for taking my call. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, man. Make some valid warning. Our society puts it on us. If a woman's not married in her 30s, 35, it's like something's wrong with the pussy. Yeah. Something's wrong with her. She's crazy. Exactly. She can't keep a man. But maybe you gave... Well, first of all, there is no magic trick to keeping a man. Mm -hmm. You can't keep a man if he doesn't want to be kept. Period. Yeah. So, right. yeah. So, I say that loosely because it's like if you get with a guy... The ultimate goal is to meet somebody who wants the same thing as you, mm -hmm. and and that's hard to do because you have men who come up to you. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host Montoya Smith, aka Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Yazir Robinson from Locked and Loaded, and our special guest is Yaya Sasa Egpo. This morning's discussion question: Why I will teach my daughter to never have a boyfriend as we're dialoguing through this, trying to get through the nuance. Um, Deasia, I know you had uh, a response uh, to the caller before we get to the uh, next caller. Let me bring you back live, Queen. All right, go ahead, um, Deasia. What was your thought in reference to oh, the last caller? Okay. All right, it's really quick. Um, when she Remember in when she said that it, it, there was a point in time where she did not know how to just be a guy's friend. She automatically assumed that, you know, he – he wanted her as her his as um you know more than just a friend or a girlfriend or whatever the case may be. That's what I was talking about. What happens in the woman's mind when we are encountered by a guy? Like we start doing all this fantasizing and thinking more into it. And that's what I was talking about as far as the dynamics of our emotional makeup. 
to where it's not something that is going to, that is something that you can learn because as she went on, she learned how to do that. So that can be, that's something that can be taught and it takes some time, but it's definitely something that can be taught. And that was the point that I was trying to make as far as how women are wired. But that's all I want to say. No, it makes sense. Let, let me tell you what comes to mind. I want to hear your thought, and then we'll go to the um, to the um, caller. So, as I hear you say that, it makes me think of the uh, Chris um, the Chris Rock joke of the concept of um, that for men we don't have women friends. It's just women we haven't had sex with yet, right? And I'm saying it a lot, you know, a lot cleaner than Chris Rock said it, right? And so, mm-hmm. uh, to a degree. Because of that very nature that the caller talked about, because she was saying, hey, hey, our divine nature, that attraction is there. So it often is rare that that can be done. I'm not saying it can't be done. I've done it. I have, I've had a, a, a couple of people I consider my sisters and would not, you know what I'm saying, uh, in a sense, or, um, and that's how I see them, you know, as my sister. So it gets done, but it is so rare that, it's actually, in my eye, better to prepare my daughter to move like my son. Stay on the swivel. You're single to married. Play the game that way. So I'd rather teach that than to try to figure out the unique situation for her to bring him to me and say, oh, yeah, he just wants to be your friend. As, and as, a, as, a, as, a, her, as her father, I'm definitely not ever going to really believe that that's just what he wants to be. Uh, you know, just because of the nature of most of us. Um, quick thought on that, and we'll go to the call. Yeah, um, that makes sense. It's the same type of dynamic. It's that initial thing when you guys initially encounter a woman. Like when y'all are looking at a woman, it's not like, oh, I'm looking at this woman to be my friend. You're looking at something else, even though as you get older, you've learned how to be friends with a woman. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of this boils down to just being honest with our children at the end of the day and not leaving – you know, not leading people to believe that, you know, the, that the reality is that when boys are looking at you, they are looking at you and they want to have sex with you. It, and, that, and that's just what it is. And and it's like it's, it's a way to get girls to understand that that's what it is, and it's a way to get boys to understand that, hey, maybe you shouldn't always look at a girl this way, and a girl should be – so maybe you shouldn't always think that this guy is thinking this way. And I feel like more parents and in, in, in adults in these kids' lives and things just really just need to be more open and honest with these different type of conversations. And I think it, is, it will solve a lot of these issues that we be having for real. Now, good thoughts. I mean, I'm thinking something that I seem to learn from, you know, somebody like a Yale or the group that I follow. So in that traditional approach, if you will, I see them teaching the boy and the girl. Like, here's your role. Here's how you feel it, if you will. And so, you know, I don't know that, you know, in a sense, a bunch of American boys are going to come up and be like Yale was. Like they said, they were calling him gay just because he didn't have this concept of having a bunch of girlfriends. And, again, uh, but I do think, for example, if I'm fortunate enough to have a son, I'm definitely not going to raise him in the, the, the way I was raised in the streets where, you know, the man with the most notches wins. Like, that's a clearly, at this point, in this hip-hop generation, we clearly see that's an L for our community. That's actually backwards. You're not, you know, spraying your seeds all over the place. You know, that kind of thing. Unfortunately, my mother definitely 
was on me on top of me so that I didn't do that part. But just even that concept of being socialized to conquer, and again, this is not every man. I'm just saying that a lot of what you're saying is correct, Asia. I'm just throwing out that in that in those traditional mm-hmm. sense, I feel like they raise the boy and the girl to move differently than we do in America. Let's go to the caller. Yeah, let me Area say let me say this right Oh yeah, just, go ahead, yeah, go ahead, brother. Go ahead, and then I'll get to the caller. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, just just to touch on the whole the male aspect. Like for me, for example, I could even I couldn't bring a woman home to my parents until I was an adult. That's just the standard, you know. During that time, it was about me developing myself as a man, being disciplined sexually, emotionally, otherwise, and then once you be, be being raised to be a husband. And then once you became a man, an adult, okay, then you can, you know, you see a woman that you feel like you can build something with, you you bring her to. You couldn't bring a woman to the family if it wasn't someone that had, there was a def- definite purpose of why you're bringing her. It couldn't be, oh, I just want to be friends with her. didn't work like that, you know, because you, you, you leave too much window of opportunity for a lot of stuff to happen in those in those type of situations. Because they, when biology kicks in, not everybody can control it. So I just want to put that in there. Now, fair enough. Let's go to the caller. Area code three one four. Last three six zero zero. Give us a call. I had a call back again. Call me from a different number. Go ahead, brother. Well, yeah, I was in a different room, but I'm oh, I'm listening to what I hear. Now on your on your uh, you planning uh, on that show, I heard one lady mm-hmm. say. I see if I have a sexual attraction to him, then I get into the intellectual conversations. I had to almost fall off the chair when I heard that. <laughs> sexual attraction precedes intellectual conversation? Wow. And I'm not attacking anyone. <clears throat> but boys, males, look at women for sex. Well, how is she dressed? Is she dressed with see-through tights that you can see the panty lines or a thong? But if you're looking at someone who's of the Muslim faith, Somalis and so on, they don't wear tight clothes. You're looking at a traditional dress that reveals no outlines of their physical attributes. So it's a difference there. And one other reason, too, do you think that we see so many things now that make you go wow is because you have such a preponderance number of males that's actually being raised by females. And we hear the complaints because females are actually raising what they're complaining about, especially in a segment of the population. Those quick questions, please. Thank you. Well, I always challenge that last part, Brother Pianca, before I let you go. I always challenge that last part because in my you know, and from my viewpoint, and obviously doing this show and, you know, researching all kind of things, um, I've come to the conclusion that, unfortunately, though, the result is more about, in, in my opinion, the results of those sons, in my opinion, is quite often when the father hasn't played the proper role. And so, I, to me, I don't leave that to that sister if the son – because you typically, in my opinion, and there's a lot of great, you know, dads out there, whether they're married or not, or, or you know, and they're doing like, you know, doing their job, even if you will, outside the home. So when I see that dynamic, then I see the sons, in a sense, move a little better typically 
than if they don't have that involvement. So in that situation, I still leave it to the father not being there. You know um, what, you what I'm telling you? Yeah, a quick refund. You're absolutely right. If you don't have a father involved, because the daughter is going to go to the father and say, Daddy, this man, this boy is trying to make me go to bed. Then the father is going to step in and set the record straight. Right. I'm saying the dynamic of the boys that you were talking about, though, just did the boys end up not acting properly without that guidance as well. But thank you for your um, three cents, King. Appreciate you for calling back in. All right, I think I got Brother Mustafa trying to get back in. We got about a minute for the break, so I'm gonna let him give us an initial thought. All right, we got all right, Brother Mustafa, you got about a minute, and I'll keep you on after the break if you, if you can't get it in that quick. Go ahead, brother. No, man, it. I don't have a whole lot. I would just say I'm very happy to hear you say that uh, you you are and you will not have double standards, and you will have the same expectations for your son as you do for your daughter. I think. It just goes back to my original point. It's all about accountability. I was even happy to hear Brother Yeah uh, express that, uh, for the most part, he wasn't comfortable or it wasn't acceptable for him to even bring a woman home until he was an adult. Um, I, I take from that that he carried himself, and, and he said it, with a lot of uh, sex, self-discipline, sexual discipline, and again, I think that's what's missing. And and that was my only trouble with that that question or, or that statement. As long as it's valid. Right. Like I said, you know, like I said, like I always say, I use the question for marketing. However, having learned this from this group, I I just thought to myself, this is much better than what we what I learned growing up in America in general. I'm not trying to make an indictment of, of all of America, but I'm just saying the dating process, the way we learn it is is I agree with Yale when he says it's not working the way we learn it. And I'm not saying we can just adopt exactly what Yale is talking about, but there's a lot of aspects of it that I think is much better and we can push for. So that's just kind of the thoughts on that. But thank you for the call back, uh, brother. We all just to break. Um, appreciate you for getting back in with us. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, all I ask is that you think. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. Where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes. And I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit. And what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, 
pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go, and everywhere I be, be, I don't even talk, talk, they still go with me, cause I look like money, smell like money. Older. Exactly. Right? And people think, oh, you use up all your good years with a little male thoughts and little hot boys, and now you want to come around and get the, 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 the nerd of the, stri- the straight-laced guy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the guy that's like, you know. Yeah, and I've right. heard some, guy, some of the good guys. <laughs> I feel like, uh, what? I'm like, huh? What? No, this, this After you get dogged out, you want to go back to the like, nice guy. No, I've, I've probably, I've never dated a nice guy. You have never? Ever. Wow. Ever. Oh. Every single one was an asshole. <laughs> Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, Deasia Robinson, and special guest, Yael Fasa Ekpo. Why I will teach my daughter to never have a boyfriend has been our dialogue this morning. I actually got another caller that wants to get in. Um, matter of fact, let's shoot to the caller real quick. Um, make sure we get them in on this last segment. If you're on the phone line and want to get in, you do have to press 1 to let us know you want to speak. Um, area code four eight zero last three three one four. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Good morning, Montoya. It is William Agnew calling from uh, Dallas, Texas. Hey, thanks a lot, King. What you got for us? Well, you know, it's very, very interesting. Uh, me, I'm, I'm an older gentleman, and I just uh, had a baby recently. She's seven. Uh, I am forty five. So this is, you know, very. Uh, interesting topic for me as to this is something that I'll be looking to, you know, <laughs> deal with uh, as we move forward just from a father perspective. And uh, what I've come to understand in my experience is um, you have to look at the economics of of it also and what the value proposition for the, for the, for the male of the father is or the boyfriend is. Um, Liberation is kind of the thing that sticks out in my mind, the word liberation. And, you know, I'm a big technology guy. And for me, technology liberates, right? That's what it does, it liberates. And what you've seen happening in women, and you're seeing it with boys and men also, is liberation in regards to economics, which is money, and sex, which is sexuality. And those are the things that men have always competed with and leveraged in order to get into relationships. And that value proposition is less as we move forward in regards to liberation. Women are making their own money today. Um, they don't really need men for uh, the economic value that men used to bring to a family. And when it comes to sex, you know, that's, that leverage is also being uh, minimized and lost in regards to what men can leverage and compete on. And so what you're seeing moving forward, and I'm trying to stay relative to what the topic is, because we're talking about the past versus the future. And I think what a lot of millennials are starting to see and they're starting to weigh, especially as they get into the, you know, 17, 18, 19-year-olds, and, again, you can see it with the Little Nas X video that, you know, just came out that everybody's up in arms about. These young kids at 17, 18, 19, 20 are starting to weigh that value proposition across the board, and they're saying, hey, it doesn't make a lot of sense for me to necessarily be traditional and get married, Right the value is not there like it used to be. And a lot of that is around the two things that I mentioned. It's around sex and liberation of sexuality and economics, right? And both of those, you don't necessarily need marriage 
or the traditional marriage to to uh, to capitalize or see value in that anymore. And so it's just more of a level playing field. And I think as we go forward, you're going to continue to see that tradition of marriage continue to dwindle because the leverage for it or the need for it or the perception of the value is not going to be there like it has been in the past. Now, great point. Let me ask you a quick question. Could I respond I to call that? Too. So, yeah, yeah, I'm going to definitely okay. let you respond. Um, I, just, I just want to ask a question before I let him go. So quick question. Um, how do you see the concept of, you know, in a sense, Legally, there's still a lot of, in a sense, if you will, legacy is passed down sometimes traditionally and easily legally, even if you haven't got all that stuff in order. So I was just wondering, with this new proposition, you know, do you, I don't think the millennials at their age are considering that, but how do you see that part of it in the future for the children? Just wanted to hear your quick thought before we let you go, um, William. Well, 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 legally in terms of, you know, finance, uh, you know, I think they see that as a as a as, as not a pro but a con because a lot of what we've shown, right, is you know uh, you know you have to especially from a male's perspective when you get married, a lot of men are thinking that that's just the worst contract you could ever have in your business contract. A right. lot of men today are looking at that as a business contract that is probably one of the worst contracts you could ever put your name on in regards to the outcome many times. Right, and so when. When yeah, a lot of the younger generation looks at that, young boys, 18, 19, they're going, so what's the upside? There's no benefit there, right? I can have my cake, I can eat it too, and I don't have to risk losing half of my, you know, my work or our work, right? Or, you know, paying gotcha. alimony or child support or whatever right. the case is. So it's not, in the, it's never been in the best interest in, in, in regards to finance. And again, I talk about those two things. It's economics and it's sexuality and, and it's liberation in both of those things. And as we expand on technology and technology liberates because that's what technology does whether you like it or not it in a form liberates people to be more independent across the board and you're finding that now it makes sense let me i gotta let you go brother because we we only got a little bit we few but i love the thoughts i appreciate it i do agree that that is how a lot of the young people are looking at it and you know there's a lot of people who are now really up into the idea of how that contract looks um, to to get, so that it is not as discouraging. I hear people talking about legally even looking into that. Go ahead, yeah. What's your response to William? And we're gonna to go to another call. I was gonna. I was just gonna wanted to ask him at what cost and is is what he's saying working? Is it benefiting because um, marriage is about legacy and having children come into a model, a stable environment. So having children the way we're doing now is that. Is that working? Is that helping the community? Because black people are the only ones who have this mindset. Now, here's the thoughts. Let's go to the caller. Area code 470-LAST-3494. Give us your name and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Hello. Hello. Yes, you're live on the air. Go ahead. So where are you calling from and what's what's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, my name is Natasha Ali. I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, what you got for us, Queen? Well, I just wanted to call in and chime in because um, when I saw the question, I thought that was super interesting because that's the way that we are raising our daughters to not have boyfriends. Um, You know, traditionally, and, and actually it was kind of the way that I was raised as well. Traditionally, my grandmother, um, my grandfathers, my father, you know, always told me that girlfriends were for everybody, but wives were only for their husbands. 
and that, you know, traditionally you have the, well, you have a, a girl who she's a young girl, and then you have the passage of rights into womanhood. And then you have a young man, and he has the passage of rights into manhood. It's not really like a playtime in between time. And it's kind of like that's what we're doing in America's boys and the girlfriends. We're like practicing to be wives and practicing to be husbands without actually learning how to be that. And traditionally, when you learn that, it's from your mother and your father, you know, when they're married. Now, DeAsia, any thoughts to our caller, um, Natasha, um, given her perspective, having actually, I guess, been raised to, in a sense, again, something that's new for me, but she's been raised this way. Any thoughts to what she had to say, um, DeAsia? No, I understand what it is. I understand that it, what it is that she's saying, and I, and I do have respect for different people, you know, culture and how they are raised, and it, it makes sense and it works for them. And that that doesn't necessarily work for everybody, but it it works for them, and that's my take on it. Now, I got one quick thought as well, because I'm just and I'm just relating it because of what Yale said right before we got her on. He was saying, you know, based on what William had said, he had the concept of, in a sense, is this working for the black community when he threw the idea of that our community is one of the few that thinks in a sense, maybe opposite of what Natasha said. Any thoughts to, you know, Yaya saying that? And I do agree that our community thinks really away from this thought. Again, that's why it was so eye-opening for me. But any thoughts on that part of it, um, um, the Asian? You know what? As far as that is concerned, I'm going to tell you something where else uh, I can agree with um, Yale and the the caller that just called me in, in, in this regard. Focusing on yourself as an individual and developing yourself, you know, mentally, financially, and being stable before, you know, trying to branch off into these different relationships is key. I think a lot of the reason why in our community, why, um marriage isn't so sought after like it used to be is because a lot of people don't have anything to give. Um, like the tra- traditionally, like being married, it was like you're marrying into a family in order to build a legacy, right? But a lot of people mm-hmm. don't even have building blocks to come in to build a legacy. And a lot of times, because it's, it's so imbalanced, it's really not a benefit, you know, with merging those two social security numbers together. It's really not a benefit because we got to keep in mind, we got to keep the financial aspect of it in play. A lot of times if you have, like, this guy that's well off and everything and a woman come in and she doesn't have anything, it's not financially intelligent, to be honest, for this man to merge social security numbers with her and to potentially get a divorce and she take half of what he has. So you, we have to keep that part in mind. It's not so much I think people are trying to get away from it because they just don't want to, but, like, if you look at the economy and things like that, it's not really a benefit to it because we have to keep in mind. We can romanticize marriage all that we want to, but at the end of the day, it is a business, and we have to think in those terms or else it's going to fail. If we only look at it emotionally and just for love and romanticize it, it's going to create an issue. And so I think that's the reason yeah, why me, a, a lot, lot of, of people minutes. don't see yeah, after marriage anymore. 
No, absolutely. Uh, what I'll say is um, I think the traditional stuff is the opposite of that. I think what we do in America is romanticize it, and that's why another part yep. of the reason for the failings as well. Uh, we got about a minute, so um, I'm going to mm-hmm. give you 30 seconds, yeah, to make a thought, and then I want Deasia to give out her contact information. Thank you, Natasha, for your call as well. Um, 30 seconds, brother, on your closing thought, and I'm going to turn it back to Deasia to give out her contact info. Ladies and gentlemen, focus on the on the functionality of why marriage is important and understand that children are the ones who suffer the most at the end of the day. That's my two, three cents. All right, DeAsia, give out your contact info. We got 15 seconds, please. Go ahead. Okay, I'm DeAsia Robinson. You can find me on Facebook um, in, as DeAsia Robinson. Also, check out our podcast every Tuesday at 6 p.m. It's called Locked and Loaded, L-O-C, apostrophe T, and Loaded every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time in Coffee with Kitty every Friday at 9 a.m. And I really do appreciate um, you guys. I enjoyed this conversation. Um, I definitely appreciate the different perspectives, and I hope those there are people out there listening that were were able to gain something from it and maybe open their eyes to different concepts that they never thought about before. And uh, thank you for having me uh, today, Montoya. I really appreciate it, and thank you for being here as well, Yale. Thank you. Thank you so much, Queen. See you all next Saturday. All I ask is that you think.